98 FM's Late Night Talk. With Head and Shoulders, giving you the confidence to hang up your hang-ups. Now, exorcisms. You may only think about them at Halloween when you want to scare the bejesus out of yourself, but there has been a growing demand for them worldwide, including here in Ireland, where three priests have been trained to perform them. I'm not kidding about this. One priest is in Galway, another in Killaloo, and one in Carlo. To tell us more, we are joined by the Reverend Dr. Stephen Manis, PhD, Director and Founder of the Institute for Spiritual Forensics and member of the International Catholic Association of Exorcists. Reverend, how are you doing? Good, good. And you? Very well. Thank you so much for joining us. But first off, when one thinks of the church and exorcisms, it always seemed like something they were trying to keep quiet. But now we've got bishops and archbishops from, you know, the likes of Spain, Italy, America, Ireland talking about it. Why does there seem this openness about it now, Reverend? Okay, well, there there are a couple of things that are are transpiring. One is that um, uh, this... This was foretold by um, Jesus uh, that in the last days there'd be a rise of demonic activity. Um, So that's one reason right off the bat, and it couldn't come from a better source. Um, Secondly, um, what was many times mistaken or, or, you know, kind of cornered into being mental illness, we're finding that, um, like, it's not mental illness. There's a demonic infestations, demonic possession, there's, there's a variety of things. Um, this is starting, the psych, psychiatric and psychological communities are starting to understand this um, a bit more now. So that's the second reason. Um, the third reason is that it, it's just uh, people are not getting answers from the medical or psychiatric community, psychological community, and because um, and they realize that there's something taking place or something wrong. So they come to the church or they come to clergy, a variety of clergy, um, you know, to get an answer and to see if, if you know, I, I have a series of diagnostic questions I ask and as assessment as protocols, but sooner or later you know if you're really dealing with someone who, who's got an issue or not. So those three, those three reasons are, are why we're seeing things grow um, now, you know, with it, with exorcism and, and, and demon, demonic activity. So. so, Reverend, if there is this prophecy from Jesus about the rise in, in demonic activity around the time of the last days and you are seeing it more prevalent, does that mean you think we're approaching the last days? Well, um, Jesus also said uh, that... Um, in Matthew, that um, that only the Father knows, you know, the day and the hour of His return, and and and, and the things that will take place after that. It would be too lengthy for me to go into, but it's in everyone's Bible. Uh, um, but nonetheless, um, I mean, I've, I'm of deep conviction that we are in the last days. Uh, that there are plenty of people who are going to be, uh, uh, for a variety of reasons. They, they've allowed demonic activity into their life. There are, there are a variety of methods, and, and, and whether it's by omission or commission, they allow that to happen. Um, you know, and, and, and there are a variety of reasons, like I said, for that to take place. And the devil and his demons are making great use of it, um, because this is their last hurrah. So uh, how do they get in, I suppose, is the, is the starting point? How omission or okay. commission, how do they get in? Okay, well, there's a variety of ways that we see in the church, and um, I've met with um, psychiatric doctors and, and so on and so forth. It's, it's um, We've compared notes. Um, primarily, 
and a lot of people might not like to hear this, but this is how it goes, um, and it's a, it's according to the Word of God. Um, it can they, primarily people open up a door when you break your fellowship with God uh, in a variety of ways, which I'll go into in a second. Um, his his love for you hasn't changed, but his blanket of protection will not be there. Okay, and that, and that's pretty much because you've opened the door to something else besides him. Okay, and God says he's a jealous God. He's not going to have uh, any, any any other idols or, or statues before him or any other gods before him. Um, you know, and, and Lucifer, who he created as a great angel who fell, um, he's not going to be surpassed by, by Lucifer, so he's not going to let that happen. But people allow things to take place in their lives that open doors for dark forces to enter because God's protection... Um, has been withdrawn because they're not in fellowship with him. And that could be anything from seances to tarot cards to visiting psychics and mediums to uh, Ouija boards, a brutally uh, a main door to a lot of things in people's lives. So that's um, not just a hundred Sexual immorality, uh, pornography addiction. Um, I, I, I don't know what, what the, the political correctness is in Ireland, but uh, homosexuality, um, gay marriage, I know these things... You know, people just accept, but they're being deluded. Um, this is not okay with God. And these are doors that open up. Do you think this is opening doors to de- demonic possession? Gay marriage brings in the demons. No, well, I'm just using that as an example of, of a way to open a door. When you're disobedient to God, he's going to remove his protection from you. Um, he still loves you. Um, I, I love... I've relatives who are homosexual that's not the main issue the main issue is doing things that break your fellowship with god and therefore you allow satan and his minions to come into your life you it's, it's almost like the old um the old uh, um, vampire movies where they say you know unless you invite a vampire into your house he can't come in he'll never be able to cross the threshold to your door yeah it's the same thing here um if you open up a door by activity that causes disfellowship with god then then you're on your own pretty much until you uh, get some help, like from people in the line that I'm in, and uh, um, and and get you back on track. But get rid of the demon and and so, and again, there's there's possession, there's infestation, which usually occurs within families or houses or buildings. You've probably heard about that, but there's no such thing as ghosts. Um, this is these paranormal shows and stuff have gone way over the top. Okay. They, they don't know what they're dealing with. I, I'm on the board here. I'm the theological consultant for the American Institute of Parapsychology. Yeah. And I warn them all the time that they're not dealing with grandma who died or, or a little girl who, who was burned in a fire in 1800. They're dealing with demons who poses them as, it poses as those type of roles, in those type of roles. To, to, to get them off track, to get them off track from God, but, but to get them off track from the reality that they're facing, which Reverend, is... You're mentioning yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. There. Sorry, you're mentioning things there like homosexuality, pornography, um, you know, uh, promiscuity as being a way for demonic pose- possession to enter because, you know, it goes against what's been said in the Bible. But we currently have... Uh, a pope that is saying things he mentioned the other day in he called Adam and Eve a parable a story by which we learned he doesn't take it but as gospel as though it's the truth so you know are we not meant to kind of think right this book was written thousands of years ago by a bunch of guys who you know weren't actually hearing or God wasn't in front of them writing this down like they just decided that this was wrong 
It's, it's very, you know, I appreciate the question, but the bottom line is um, not every pope is right. Uh, papal infallibility is not an issue anymore. Um, he's a man, he's a sinner, just like I am, and um, only saved by grace. So, and um, and he can make mistakes just like I can. Okay, so um, Reverend, even say even say there is some uh, disagreement about how the demons get in. We'll just say for a moment that they okay. are in. Um, other people have their views on what is is good, good yeah. and bad, but they were in. What have you seen when they're in? What's I suppose the scariest stuff? Okay, well, I mean. It depends on the level and the demon, and, and, and you know, there, there are things that you need to be doing when you do this type of thing. You need to be, I mean, fully trained, and you have to, you have to intern with people and, and, and hopefully have a gift for it. You call to it. But um, the scariest things that I've ever seen, um, I really don't get scared of because of my faith, and I know the Lord's standing right by me. Um, but I've seen, um, well, I, I've seen things I cannot begin to describe. I've seen things in the dark that weren't just shadow people, but, for example, one time I was at a place where there was something staring at me for about three or four minutes that looked like half of a human being and half of a catfish with a catfish head. Um, And it was smiling, the eyes were bright red. I've seen things like that. And then again, I've, 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 when someone's possessed, Okay, not infested or oppressed, because there's demonic oppression also, which can cause, you know, depression in people, um, you know, melancholy, things like that, um, hopelessness. But um, most of the time in an exorcism, people will manifest um, a variety of things. I mean, I've seen facial contortions, but nothing like you would see in the movie The Exorcist. Okay, okay, Um, head spinning and puking. No, no, that, no. Uh, they'll they'll occasionally vomit. Um, I've never seen a head spin uh, without anybody breaking bones. Um, um, they will, they, you know, vomiting's there. There's there's ice cold air. There's foul odors. There's odors from the pit of of hell. It, it's just foul. Um, but you have to just walk. You know, get yourself through it with God's help. Um, and again, I just want to make a point that. I'm not picking on homosexuality or pornography per se. I'm just saying that these are ways that it's got in. I've had people who practice those things who have come to me, and I say, okay, well, let's start at the beginning, you know, and where, where are we breaking our fellowship with God? And then they open up, and they're honest, so I try and work with them there. And then I, it, I suppose those have, people... Reverend, you have ahead, I'm us, sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, I'm sorry to cut across you, but you have called us all sinners. You're not just pointing, and we know you're yes, not just picking no, on, on certain people. But unfortunately, I really wish we didn't have to, but we are going to have to leave it there because it's time to go to news. But Reverend Dr. Stephen Manis, PhD Director and Founder of the Institute for Spiritual Forensics, a member of the International Catholic Association of Exorcists, thank you so much for joining us. 98FM's Late Night Talk with Head & Shoulders, giving you the confidence to hang up your hang-ups.